You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. It's a happy and sad day for fans of Pin15, or Penis, as the creators like to actually call it. And uh, the reason being is that, one, we just got to sit down and watch the part two of season two of uh, Pin15. And we also, unfortunately, got to know that this is the last season that the creators want to create. And I cannot express enough that... This is by far, like by a mile, and it's funny. I'm looking at IMDb right now. Um, that the like, there's a banner for Succession, and it's like it's the best television show on TV right now. It's like fuck all of that. Pin Fifteen <laughs> is the best show on television right now, and one of the greatest television shows I've ever seen. Still, I unabashedly love this show. It is so heartwarming, hysterical, dramatic, and well-acted, well-written, well-directed. Everything about this show is absolutely perfect. I cannot explain this enough. But I cannot wait to talk about this again because we got the band back together. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, guys. We reviewed the first part of season two uh, together, and I have with me today, I have Tessa. Hello! I have Elliot. Shalili Pumpano. (laughs) (laughs) And I have Robert. Hello, everyone. So... I could not wait to get to get together again and talk about this. It was funny. We were right before we were recording. Like, oh yeah, that episode and this episode. We should just actually start recording and talking about this because this <laughs> season part two or season two part two is again another I think seven episodes and uh, it starts off with a bang with the this bat mitzvah episode because let's let's actually back up real quick where we left our our two characters uh, Maya. Um, and Anna, played by Maya Erskine, Erskine, I already forgot how to pronounce her name, <laughs> and Anna Conkle, the two creators of the uh, the show, uh, we left, their fate's kind of unknown. They're actually going on a road trip, probably with um, Anna's father, who was recently just divorced from Anna's mother, uh, played by Melora uh, Walters. And um, you, you kind of see some budding romance uh, with Maya and... Um, this other kid, oh, forget his name. I don't have him right in front of me. Is it Ian? Is that uh, Ivan? I Malo- so. Ian. Yeah. Anyway, he has this crush on her. He's like the one good guy that like teases her, but also he's actually, he really does like Maya. And Maya is just constantly like, no, no, I don't want to go with him or anything like that. And you also start to see this budding relationship between Anna and Dallas Liu, um, his character, and them like what, what's going to happen next and we just go right into part two with a bang and i would love to talk about like this episode all the episodes this might be a little longer of a show but i can't wait to talk about it so guys what are your thoughts on part two of season two of pin 15 tessa 
Lean on it. Oh God. Um. Yeah. I. I didn't know how much more ground they could feasibly cover about you know being in middle school in the nineties and uh. I was seriously wrong that I thought they covered a, a whole swath um, and, and, you know, we were done. But no, no, there was so much more awkward things I'd forgotten about from my youth that uh, they decided to uncover. Um, Jesus. Um, like, I don't know. They're the, they did one Luminaria where they do like a walk for cancer. Oh, and yeah. They accidentally open mouth insert foot. Like, I remember all these times I said some dumb shit as a kid and didn't realize it and just like... <laughs> I don't know, just like the agonizingly embarrassing shit that you did. Um, yeah, I feel like every episode was so different from the last. It wasn't like there was any throwaway episodes. This part was definitely, it It felt like that Maya and Anna knew that this was going to be the last season. And mm -hmm. the way that it ends, you're like, okay, there's nowhere else. I mean, there's plenty of places they can go. But I, I the ending is so absolutely perfect. And it was leading to this point of them understanding themselves even more so like becoming a little bit more self-aware and that they're truly i guess obviously best friends and they're going to be best friends for the rest of their lives which is funny because it actually it, it kind of insinuates that like this more meta uh kind of fourth wall break uh that they are like they still have been best friends for years and years and years and it's so so good uh elliot what are your thoughts please yeah i mean i'm pretty much right there with you though the whole thing i think this is like a completely amazing encapsulation to the whole show um tessa i agree with you i was like I, I don't know how much more ground they can cover um but there's a lot more ground covered in this season um and a lot of stuff that hit really way too close to home than a lot of stuff in earlier seasons it was like wow um there's a lot you know this this show is really riding these sort of uncomfortability uh humor genre um but but really really pushing it like a lot of other shows have been doing recently but but this show like man it was hard to look at the screen sometimes um especially for the last couple episodes yeah like you're saying elliot i've heard the the term cringe comedy this being described at and i do get that and there is a lot of shows that are trying to push this stuff but i feel like there's just this real authentic string in there because they're pulling a lot for their own lives you know mm -hmm. that you don't where I would normally look away or whatever. Like I need to know how they handle this stuff. I'm really, really connected to these cats. I really dug it. I want to go back to the Bob Mitzvah, uh, but Mitzvah episode. Um, do we have Nazis in my family is one of the best lines I heard on television this year. <laughs> it was just so funny that, you know, we we're going to see them go through this strife, you know, because it's growing up. But that we got to see Anna on top of the divorce go through the all of life is futile because of suffering. Why does anything matter? Yeah. And I thought it was really well done. You know, they didn't go all the way into we're having panic attacks or stuff like we're they're showing how a lot of that stuff got dealt with, which is your mom saying, you know, like breathe and, you know, maybe calm down for a little bit. But there wasn't a lot of answers for that kind of existential dread in middle school. I love it when uh, Anna is a part of that uh, youth group, the Unitarian group, to talk about, like, it was a, basically a group where a bunch of kids who are going through divorce as well, and Anna's 
descriptions of everything is very adults and like straightforward and how she's going to deal with it. And then one kid comments like, you sound like you're 40, which is. She's like, thank you. <laughs> which I love because she probably almost is. Uh, but uh, I, I would love to ask everyone's favorite episode because at least from this part, because I think our favorite episode has to be the uh, witch episode from uh, the first part of season two. Because uh, uh, Vindy uh, Wickney is crazily hysterical. Uh, this episode, Tess, or this season, Tessa, what was your favorite episode? That's a really tough question. Um, I'd probably say the Grammy episode. Really? Where Anna's grandmother comes to stay with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that hit pretty close to home. My grandma died a few years back, and she had dementia. and She wasn't quite as with it as uh, Anna's Grammy, but... You know, it was it was just really sweet how they like decided to spend the day with her instead of like insisting they had to go to Blockbuster to rent a movie. You know, um, I don't know. There was just something about that that was just really sweet and also kind of like again at the end of it brought Anna back to like the reality of growing up and you know yeah. everything and her being able to get closer to her mom because she'd been pushing her mom away because of the divorce or she kind of been pushing away both of her parents a little bit and like trying to like toe the line of like they're fighting over me what do i do you know um yeah i thought it was just a really sweet episode i love that episode that this scene where um they have the choice to kind of like fuck off and not like uh hang out with her and then they just again make a day with her again i don't if this show does not make you cry you have no goddamn fucking soul um because that's when they were doing that again i was watching my girlfriend we were just both like oh my god this is so nice and sweet and they're so great these two characters like god damn it the show the one part of me though selfishly did want them to go to blockbuster because i used to work at blockbuster when i was a kid Mm -hmm. and i would love to see a little nod to that and just go but whatever ellie what was your favorite episode Oh, that was a really good one. I mean, I really that one really did hit home because I, I also have a grandmother who died a couple of years ago and was um, actually probably a little bit more lucid than the grandmother in this episode. Uh, but 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 uh, actually, I think my favorite episode was probably titled Yuki uh, and really mm-hmm. about Maya's mom, um, who. Yeah, I, I think it's I think I was almost done with the episode when I remembered, oh, my God, like this is Maya's mom. And I don't know that she has any formal acting training or, or like um I, I, you know if, if she does that's cool but it's you know this this whole episode centered around her was just so beautiful and sweet and touching and um really really the show stepping outside of its goofy wacky almost surreal comfort zone yeah. uh, into something that's that's like I mean, it's it's like satirizing Japanese um, uh, soap operas. There's a moment in that episode where <clears throat> she dances, and it like all the lights go out, and it's just her doing that. And I think I almost stood up. I was like, "Did you just make the fucking best episode of television this year, goddamn show? You fucking just did right there." I wholeheartedly agree. I I'll, I'll cut to the chase a little bit, Robert. I want to give it to you too because Yuki was my favorite episode. Uh, just the way it was shot, the way it was written, how Yuki's character was handled with her. And it, it adds so much to her character with her past and to the family's, like, upbringing. Like, all these things were revealed. We're like, holy shit. Like, the, you know, basically the status of uh, Maya's brother. Like, who he's related to. 
all these different things just came out. I was like, that's fucking amazing the way they handle that. And it was all written and directed by Maya. You can also see where Maya gets her like some insecurities, but also awkwardness and just having to commit to something when she just like needs to get it done. Because there's a great scene when she's trying to get parking at a grocery store and she just makes a decision to park in then handicap spot. And this woman's like, hey, you can't park there. And she's like saying under her breath, like, bitch, you bitch, bitch. And then she gets out of the car <laughs> and then she just hobbles away. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She's not handicapped at all. It is fucking hysterical. I'll jump into my favorite. I think because, um, you know, this is a, obviously a female led show. So all this stuff, you know, it's kind of tangentially. I think I talked about in the last review for the first half of this season, watching this with my sister was a real awakening to about, oh, yeah, I thought I had an awkward, you know, childhood and shit being a girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, I loved the shadow episode with Ume because one thing I definitely uh, uh, connected with was having the cousins from out of town and seeing the dynamic of the younger kids type thing. Yeah. And I just loved the the girl they have playing Ume is just fantastic on camera. It, it's so well done. But I think that might be my one of my favorite lines of the season, too, is uh, they bring in she brings in Dance Dance Revolution. You know, they're trying to tag the the date and time of the show and they're they're fawning over too much and ume starts crying and in the background you hear maya's aside when she's crying because everybody loves her <laughs> because even though she's participating not participating in them you know going too much into how much they like her and stuff she's still kind of like an adversary you know and i love that that episode wraps up with you know we're just fucking weird like Maybe because we're worried about we being weird, that's why we're weird. But me and you are the same, you know. She lets Maya know, so I that I think might have been my favorite. And the reason why uh, Ume thinks that she is weird uh, is one, one, one the, hell of a bathroom scene. One hell of a bathroom scene, to say the least. Uh, uh. It is so goddamn funny. That's that's what I love about this about them so much and I cannot wait to see if they do anything else together. I I hope they do. They're revelatory writers and actors and the 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 shame that the, almost the no shame they bring into this uh this story and like what they do with themselves is so perfect. I I can't I can't express that enough, which kind of leads me to the end uh which is called Home. And of course, every kid has to run away. There's a whole episode of them running away, which is so awkward and funny and also kind of traumatizing at points, um, which leads them to like a fake modeling agency or maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. And then just them being scared. They spelled of model wrong. Oh, did they really? <laughs> it was M-O-D-L-E. <laughs> Jesus Modal. Christ. <clears throat> Modals. Premier Modal. Modals. And mm. it, it culminates to them um, kind of... Uh, Realizing what they have in their lives, which is one, the, the, their, uh, each other, and then even with Maya, with uh, Ian, finally finally getting some sort of revolution, a resolution to that, which it was absolutely perfect. Because nothing, now what this show has done is reinstated, but also recontextualized my love slash hate to the song Smooth by Carlos Santana. And uh, whatever the fuck his name is uh, from Matchbox Good 20. Call. Did, did someone break up to you to that song? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I was thinking, what a terrible song to like have negative associations with. It's so uh, so smooth. 
It's so smooth. <laughs> and it was and was so mean the way knew. that it came about. But then yeah. I will say it 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 made up for it with the way that Ian utilized it. That was fucking smooth. I wish I was that smooth as a kid. I was like, damn, that is perfect. But leads to Anna and Maya having this conversation with each other at the very end, the last scene of the the show, which again, if you don't cry a lot in this episode, in this scene right here, you have no soul. I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. This, this, um, them talking about the future of like what it could hold for them and then being, you know, just scared about what it could be. And then them not being together, uh, not being friends anymore and then being depressed. And then they is like, but, we could be this and the way that they kind of like just write their lives in a positive outlook was so heartwarming and perfect and sweet. I, I cannot say enough about that. Let's like, let's go ahead and get into final thoughts. Tessa, what are your final thoughts on this whole damn show? Maybe this part two, but God damn it. This show, please, please tell us. I mean, I'm, I'm sad to see that it's ending, but I'm going to respect their wishes to end it on their own terms uh, as much as they, they, as they well should. I mean, this is a very personal project for them, obviously, um, so they should have the uh, option to do so. Um, yeah, this, this was an agonizingly relatable dramedy that reminds me of what it's like to have a very intense relationship with a best friend, like borderlining on fucking induced insanity in the nineties. <laughs> like it's wow. Um, it's you guys are like, Oh, this is very relatable. And I was like, uh, as an AFAB, it's very fucking relatable. <laughs> um, <laughs> as someone who had to deal with like my nose exploding in middle school, being very, very skinny and lanky and then bam i went from having that button nose to a big nose like anna's and so like i can relate hard with her uh so much and just being super hyperactive undiagnosed adhd kid like uh maya obviously is um yeah there's there was a, a relatability that was pretty intense um sometimes that i think i almost had to compartmentalize my feelings just to watch this show um <laughs> Yeah, just just to, to hack it. Um, yeah, I would I would love to see what else that they would work on together because they are uh, just unabashedly uh, raw and really no no holds barred, really, but not to the point of being crude, I guess, in the same right. way as a lot of like you guys said, like kind of like crude humor. I feel like they try to be tasteful about it and in, in the kind of stylistic ways that they they can um so I, I find that respectable while still covering the most goofy you know slapdash sort of uh topics that one has to cover uh, on a, a genre such as this and and what they're portraying so um all right i'm rambling now uh i'm gonna <laughs> give this hmm, i'm gonna give this 10 out of 10 my complete collection of the Animorphs and Goosebump series. <laughs> Those are worth a lot now, probably. Uh, I don't have them anymore, but I did uh, for a while. Damn. Elliot, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, I you know, I think I pretty much agree with everything. Um this this show is amazing. It's you you can kind of watch this show grow as you watch it. You can watch 
Maya and Anna grow. Um, you know, we keep talking about them. One of the one of the conceits of the show is that they are thirty something year old women playing <laughs> middle schoolers, but they really, really disappear into those characters. Um, um, I mean, just watching them on screen, I forget that sometimes. It's strange, yeah. um, which, which makes parts of the final episode really hard to watch. Um, yeah, this this whole season was an amazing capstone. Um, I am sad that we're not going to get more. It sounds like this was their decision. Um, they both had kids this year. I'm just looking now. Maya actually, I think, is going to be in the Obi Wan show. Obi Wan Kenobi. So, you oh, know, snap. Um, they're doing stuff. Uh, I do hope that they keep working together because they they you know have some absolute magic going on. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what to say about the show. Just just go watch it. You know, watch the whole show. <laughs> watch this season. Um, it's you know the 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 weakest the weakest parts of the season are still you know streets ahead of a lot of other tv out there um i don't i didn't come in preparing to give this rating but uh, i think i'm gonna have to give this a 10 out of 10 uh this is yeah this is uh my first 10 out of 10 on here i think and it's uh 10 out of 10 bathroom intruder robert bring us home one of the things I really dug, and we keep saying that, I fucking love everything about this show, but one thing I really dug was that it was doing the comedy and it was doing the melodrama, but it was also nailing the, the sincere drama growth stuff. So in a show where we get, um, we get the girls in a Unitarian kind of help group where they're talking around and Anna just blurts out everything about the divorce and the woman running the group goes, wow, you have no problem opening up. You remind me of my mailman. <laughs> and also uh, when um, Anna's mom is shooting down the the modeling agency, telling her, you know, this, this isn't, you know, on the up and up. She's like, oh, is, do do scams have pamphlets? Like I thought that was really good. But then also there's an end credit scene where after grandma has died, um anna's brushing her mom's hair or blow drying her mom's hair and telling her you know i'm sorry you lost your mom and she's like what i can't hear you and you know you get the little but it was they're they're doing it right and i just really dug it i will also say this is far and away the best music direction i've seen in a couple years like from the original clips to the song choices to the the mood swings we talked about in the part one season two part one review how they they frame some scenes as like horror just yeah. by using, you know, switching the music up. There was a little bit of that in here too. And then they went in the Yuki episode to the big romance swelling strings. And then there's some real great, uh, just punch stuff in the last two episodes that just kind of fade away once you hear them, because all they're doing is setting the mood up because I really feel like of a lot of shows we're watching that are partly biographical, they really knew what they were not that they knew what they were doing, but they knew what they were going for. And I, I think they, they got it. So uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10, 69 out of 69, 420 out of 420. Butterfly <laughs> clips. Nice, nice. Cute little butterfly clips on a, a, some kids just trying to get by, you know, because that, that's what I think it was about. This has made me so happy to, one, uh, watch this again and, and watch this uh, part two to see this project culminate to this absolutely perfect show from Maya and Anna. And,
and um, you know, like what Tessa said, it's it's um, it's unfortunate, but the way that they end this show and that the fact that it's a, the series finale, it's absolutely perfect. It's the way that a uh, a lot of good like British TV shows end after like two seasons, like that's it. And you look at like even shows like Breaking Bad, that it's like five seasons, that's it, done. And they they told the story they wanted to tell, and it's it's so clear how personal this was for them, and their comedic styling of like how they look at characters, how they portray them. It just it's very clear. I cannot say enough about as artists as them as they are that how they they got this across so perfectly done. And I'm so looking forward to what they do next. And I just cannot say enough about it. So I am also very happy, again, that the, the four of us got together to get this and do this again and talk about it. Because uh, I, this might be one of the rare reviews where all four of us are going to give 10, 10 out of 10. Because I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Um, times I'm probably going to watch the show again. Because uh, <laughs> this, this show is Copy just too... That. Too damn funny, too damn good, too damn heartfelt, and I think this is going to be another one that's going to just woo me to anxiety-ridden sleep <laughs> in the future. 